Welcome back to the newest episode of Finding the Funny. It's Stephanie Michelle, and this week I'm joined by Joe Beltran. It's kind of a little interesting. You're going to hear noise in the background because we actually record right before his mic in San Bernardino, Don't Fuck Up the Property. It's every Wednesday. He talks about some big news that's going to be coming out this week in this episode. And this is honestly one of those episodes where I leave feeling like I know so much more about the comic that I've known for years. I hope you enjoy our conversation and his jokes. Now here's Joe. I'm here with Joe Beltran. How you doing? Hi. Thank you for having me. Of course. I've been uh I've been a fan of your uh, podcast and uh it's uh it's good to finally be on here. <laughs> I you were on my list of getting uh, you were on my list to get to, so I'm happy I finally got you here. Yeah, thank you. Of course. So tonight's a little different than most of the recordings because we're actually at the mic that you run, which is Don't Fuck Up the Property mic on Wednesdays. Correct. How did that start? I, um, it was, it was, uh, it, it came from a very selfish place, if I'm being honest. Okay. I, uh, was arguing with my partner a lot to the point where, like, it got, uh, really serious and I was about to, like, move out. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because we, we, we lived together. And one night we were talking and she's like, hey, may, maybe, like, you need stand up, like, as a, way to release your anger your frustrations and things like that and i was like yeah maybe you're right and but there was like nothing because of covid yeah and she was like you know what 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 can we do so the very next day i decided to go out to best buy and buy like a little speaker with a microphone on it yeah and I just went in my backyard and I and I just acted like I was on a show and I would come up and I'll play music to my set and I'll do I would line up chairs facing me and I would pretend there were people there and I kind of did it like if I was doing a, a show okay and I would do that and I would riff for like an hour to 50 minutes 45 minutes and I did that like every other night for like a couple of weeks and I would go back and listen to it and write down some funny notes because like sometimes when you riff Sometimes you find like little nuggets here and there that oh, are good. And so I was doing that in the backyard. And uh, one weekend I threw like a little hangout, a little kickback. And some comedians came by and they saw the setup in my backyard. And they're like, hey, this would be perfect for a show. You should throw a show back here. And I was like, nah, dude, like COVID and all this shit. And people won't come. People give me crap for it. I don't want to get in trouble. And they were like, dude, like come on, it's in San Bernardino, nobody gives a fuck. Like, nobody's gonna <laughs> fucking enforce any rules out here. Like, there's people being murdered in front of your, your front yard. Like, you really think people care about, like, you throwing a show back here? So I was like, yeah, you're right. And as time passed by, uh, as time passed on, uh, I started thinking about it more and more. And I, I hit up people, um, and I asked people, hey, can you help me? Because I've never done a show. I've never, I've never started. A, I've, I've never been part of a mic this way. Um, I mean, I've co-hosted or, or, or I've stepped in when other comics had like a, a show, and I've done that. But from the ground up, I've never, I've had no experience in that. Yeah. So I asked other people to help me or or guide me, and they just didn't want to be part of that at all. And one night, I just decided like, fuck it, I'm gonna do it on my own. And I was gonna buy. I was gonna buy all this shit. I was gonna buy all this equipment. And luckily, I, I, I spoke to Nick Laney. Shout out to Nick Laney, man. A real Absolutely. fucking awesome, <laughs> humble dude. Um, 
he said, hey, I can help you with all of this. I can help you with the sound. Mm-hmm. I have everything. And I was like, dude, that's fucking perfect. And I spoke to my uh, to my guy, my homie. He's my DJ. Uh, shout out to DJ Big Rick. Uh, he just he me him spoke because we would hang out all the time. And it's like, hey, you could be the DJ at the mic, and you could play people up to music. Yeah. And then play them out, you know. And one thing led to another, and everything just fell into order. And we just did the first night, and people fucking showed up. I think the first night people here, I think there was like 40-something people here. Oh, my God. And it was really cool. And I wanted to get, like, uh, really good features for the first night every night. And I remember thinking, like, okay, I, I, my, the, the first two features was uh, uh, Anthony Davis. Yeah. Because he's on the rise. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah, he, he just uh, he just released a, a comedy album. He, he's, he was, like, killing it at a lot of comedy venues. He was, uh, you know, doing commercials. So I was like, he's one of the guys I want. So oh, I got him and I got KJ because KJ is like a fucking he's killer. So, funny. so I got them both on and that was the first show. And people literally were calling me, texting mm-hmm. me saying, hey, man, what a great idea. I can't believe nobody else thought about it. And I was like, motherfucker, I was asking all you guys for help. Nobody wanted to help me. <laughs> nobody was willing to fucking... Uh, uh, be a part of this with me So I decided to just do it on my own Because I was like about to fucking lose my relationship And I was going fucking mad I didn't yeah. even fucking know how to like Release all this pent up frustration And talk about the things that are bothering me And now A month and a half in We're doing it And and tonight is going to be another night Yeah No I know I've definitely been like wanting to I'm just like so happy that I got the all clear That I can be around people yeah, that's great news. I must have been fucking I was losing my liberating. mind. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I did one other mic, and it was in Nick Polias' backyard. So all these backyard oh, okay, mics yeah. have been saving, I think, comedy. And people need it right now so much. Yeah, people people thank me, and, and they say really nice things about me, but uh, they don't know that I'm like a selfish person. And I was like, <laughs> it's really for me. Like, I do this for me. But yeah, I don't, I don't, um, I don't, I don't really want to take any credit for doing this i just i just wanted comedians to like uh have a spot where they could like work shit out and not um have to pay like all this money because everything i do is here's free yeah. i don't charge anybody anything um i buy water for them i do ask for donations and i i felt bad at first for doing that because like i've never been the type to like ask for things like that but the more I started doing it, the more I realized, like, I was in the hole, like, every time I threw oh, a yeah. show. Because I would pay the features, and I would rent the chairs, and I would buy the water. And I had to buy all the safety stuff, like the fucking, uh, like, the temperature shit that reads yeah. your forehead. And I had to buy, like, gloves and things like that. So, eventually, like, people talked to me, like, dude, you have to ask for donations, like, or else you can't sustain this. And it's true, I couldn't, like, I think the first night I was, like down two hundred dollars oh my god and then like i asked for donations and i think i got like 20 bucks oh wow and then like i don't want to make money out of this i just want to be able to break even that's yeah. my goal just break even and things like that and um it's it's slowly getting there but uh i i got great news i got a sponsor now awesome somebody sponsored the mic yeah it, i I'm gonna reveal it next week. So if if you guys uh, listen to this by next week, uh, you guys will know who the sponsor is. I'm really excited. It's it's cannabis. Oh, 
Yeah, so it's like super, like it's it's. I right think it's really park. fitting, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is a backyard show. It's very punk rock. It's like in like in the roots, and then like fucking cannabis. You know what I mean? So it's like I, I think the 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 sponsor knew like what was going on, and they're like, hey, I think this is a perfect marriage here. So absolutely. Well, I'm excited for that. Congratulations. Thank That's you. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, and I can't wait to see who it is yeah. when you get all that out there. Yeah, I think you'll like it too. Like it's very, it's like an empowerment oh. thing. But it's like it blew my fucking mind because I was like, man, like someone sees me like marketable. Like someone like saw what I was doing and they're like, like, hey, man, uh, you know, I could trust this guy with my company. You know, that's a huge validation for you. Exactly. Like you don't understand how like rock hard I got after I was told <laughs> that. I was like, fuck yeah. Cause that means like someone saw what I'm doing and they're like, hey, this guy is doing something right. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and that feels amazing. You know what I mean? Of course. No, that's great news. And so that just means that this is just going to continue to grow, and I can't see where the next steps. Go yeah, I don't. Like, as 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 excited as I am to do this, as happy I am for the growth I've seen in this mic, like I I hate it. Why? I hate doing this. I I don't. It's a I, lot of work. I don't. I wish I didn't have to do this, but I I feel like I have to because there's like no other spots like this, you know. Yeah. It's like it's like a burden, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you're like, give me an analogy like with like a superhero, you know? Like, oh, like he has to carry this burden, but like, um, all should... of them. Yeah, oh, there you go, there you go. I don't know <laughs> all really. of them carry the burden. Yeah, it's like it's like it's my Batman. fucking. Ha there you go. It's my house. Fucking people, people fucking you know sometimes aren't respectful of the place mm -hmm. and. You know, I'm always worried like something bad's gonna happen. Like everybody knows my address. They don't know where to. They know where to find me. Like I have no privacy anymore. Yeah. And that's kind of like when I think about it, I'm like, dude, I literally put my fucking address out there for everyone. Yeah. And that's kind of like spooky. You know what I mean? I I can get that. I've well, it's like I have to have a separate Instagram because I had people commenting or making weird comments about my kids oh my god and so i understand fuck? like that level of privacy yeah, and then like you're gone. like a professional like you're like a like you're a professional <laughs> in the real world you know what I mean? i'm mm -hmm. just a fucking like dude i drive a forklift all day like who gives a fuck about what i do with my job like if anything like being like a a felon in a fucking dirty person like helped me get the job you know what I mean? you're like mm -hmm. a real professional <laughs> and like your 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 job is really uh, uh um how would i say uh honorable oh, and, and, and and things of that nature but i would understand why you would have to like <laughs> you know hide some shit about mm -hmm. yourself but i don't have to have shit about me everybody knows who i am yeah everybody knows that like where you know i go to work i do this like dude i'm like the worst fucking employee ever like i, I <laughs> seriously i think the only reason that like they keep me there is because i make them laugh all day it's like mm -hmm. joe you're a shitty worker but you make us laugh so like that's your selling point yeah there you go i'm tough the worst employee ever. I take but, too many shits at work. <laughs> you know, I've gotten written up a couple of times for like taking like too many long dumps. That's you know? a write-up. Yeah, dude, you can't be in there forty-five minutes. I can't go to the bathroom when I'm in when I'm working because I can't leave the kids alone. Oh, that's right. So yeah. I couldn't even imagine like yeah. when I've had my stomach messed up. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a bad day. <laughs> yeah, like when I go forty-five minutes, like no one's gonna miss me. You know what's gonna miss me? Forty-five minutes like, in the bathroom. <laughs> the pallets are gonna miss me. Like you know what I mean? I gotta I gotta get warmed up. You know what I mean? I gotta like. Because I really sanitize the fuck out of the... Okay. I work with, like, you know, a bunch of felons and, like, people that have been to prison and shit. Like, I don't know what they got, you know what I mean? So I, gotta, <laughs> I bring Clorox and shit, Clorox wipes. I really, like, sanitize the place. So that takes, like, what, 15 minutes. 
you know, I sit out, I get like a groove. You're gonna have to film your your sanitation process for the bathroom. It's it's a real it's a ritual. You know what I mean? I, I yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. I I'm like I'm not even going to physical work right now, so I couldn't imagine having yeah. to deal all that. Yeah, because I gotta put my sweet cheeks on there. You know what I mean? I gotta take care <laughs> gotta of these. Gotta take care of the sweet cheeks. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. You've always been really transparent though about like your past and everything like that. And... Yeah, I, I always felt like, uh, you know, honesty is the best po uh, policy. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I don't really, there, there's only a few things that I keep like private to myself. Like I keep my relationship private. Absolutely. I keep uh, my family private. Mm -hmm. But everything else flies, dude. If, if you want to know how, uh, how wide my butthole is, I'll let you know. <laughs> if you want to know. Um, Wait, you have know, you measured your butthole? I mean, I, I have, you know, okay. what I mean? just out of curiosity. I've never had that curiosity like, <laughs> pop into my head. You've never fucked with real freaks then. That's what I've just learned. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm too clean cut for Sam and Adino. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't really like, I, I, I don't, I'm not shy about anything, you know? Well, and, and you've also, you talk about your drinking on stage and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. That was a huge because I feel like I've known two different versions of you. Yeah, yeah. Between I, the, when you drank and now that you are sober. Yeah, that's uh, that's been like uh, it's been a revelation in my in my comedy. Like I I've been told, and I keep being reminded every once in a while that like, yo, your comedy got so much better after you stopped drinking, and and it make a it made a lot of sense, you know, because I would go on stage really fucking hammered, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, and I wouldn't even remember like half the shit I would say. Like, I would record it, and I'd be like, who the fuck is this person? Like, I don't even yeah. recognize this person. And I would be like an asshole off stage, like, hanging out with people. And I was realized, like, I was, like, killing my career, if you want to call it that, yeah. before I even started. Absolutely. You know? I know. I remember when you did drink, I kind of would avoid you. And then when you stopped good drinking. Move. That's and I a remember good move right after there. you, when you stopped drinking, I think I even came up to you and I was like, your comedy got so much better. Oh, like, I appreciate you saying that. Um, I just remember being like, it's a whole different person up there. And you yeah. seem just so much better on and off stage. Yeah. And I, 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 I mean, nobody wants to work with a drunk. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like you, first you look like irresponsible. Second, like, you know, sometimes when you're drunk, you, like, do and say, like, inappropriate shit, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, I already say inappropriate shit, but, like, imagine <laughs> it. Imagine being drunk. That's just going to, like, you know, heighten it. Push so, it over. Yeah. So I had, to, I had to stop drinking, and, like, I was getting, like, arrested a lot. Oh. Yeah, I was getting, like, um, <clears throat> I was getting, like, pulled over drunk. I was getting fucking in fights. I was, uh, uh, I was, like, being involved with, like, the wrong women. It's doing drugs. Yeah. So it was like it was it was bad in in the way where like I went to jail seven years straight in a row every year for seven years I kept going to jail. Oh my god! And I I finally realized like this is a pattern and if I don't stop something this is gonna be me for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I I realized that like what started it all was the drinking because when I drank. I would want to go buy drugs. Mm -hmm. And when I would go buy drugs, I would like call or text women and be like, let's hang out. And then we would go hang out and then we would go do other things. And the next thing you know, like I'm driving on fucking on the 10 freeway going like 120 getting pulled over, you know, and yeah. now I'm like fucking in trouble again. Or I would be at a bar and I would get in a fight, you know, because yeah. I thought some dude grabbed my ass or whatever. So, so things like that. And it just became a, it just became like a nightmare, you know, like every fucking time I went out, I would get fucked up. So, 
So how long have you been sober now? I'm going on three years, February Congra 22. Congratulations. I am Thank you. so proud of you. That's yeah. such an amazing accomplishment. It, it, here's like, I appreciate you saying that, but a part of me thinks like, you're not even supposed to be getting fucked up like that fool. Like, it's, fucking, you're supposed to be like responsible, you know? It's, I mean, okay. So as somebody who's known a lot of either alcoholics or addicts in some shape or another, yeah, it's, it's not something that I feel like you can control. Like, yeah, you can mitigate it by taking it out of the picture, but it's one of those things that if it's around, it's just so easy to go into and things like that. So I yeah. think it's an accomplishment, especially doing comedy and staying sober. Yeah. Because um, that's everywhere. Yeah, like a lot of comics, uh, shit, if I would even go as far as to say like 90% of them drink or smoke. Yeah. Either before on or off stage you know yeah and i hang out with them and and sometimes we hang out into the night and it does uh it doesn't it doesn't that's here's the thing like i don't get tempted to drink what other people are drinking when it really hits me is when i'm by myself yeah when i'm by myself it's like like that little voice in my head is like come on just have one drink like you'll be fine you know yeah and 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 that's when i have to like uh i have to realize everything that i've gained by quitting and Cause it's it's never gone away. Like yeah. that feeling is is always there. It's it's something that I just have to like, um, I have to deal with. You know, I have to fucking. It's like if you have like a like a back injury, like for the rest of your life, that's who you are now. Like you yeah. just have to warm up every morning before you go to work or something. You gotta mm -hmm. like rub some shit on your back, and that's how it is with like addiction. You know, and people don't understand that. Like, you just can't have one beer. Like, people like me, people like that are addicts can't just have one beer. Because mm -hmm. then that, that will lead to two, and then five, and then 20, and then a hooker, and then, you know, Las Vegas. and then <laughs> Your jail. progression is amazing. Yeah, so it's like, it's things like that, so. Absolutely. So, how long have you been doing comedy, then? I've been doing comedy for about three years. I think my third year is just passed okay my third year just passed i don't remember see that's how i don't remember that's how much of a drunk i was because i remember i drank like in the beginning i was like yeah because i was like i remember <clears throat> i only remember a couple months of you before you got sober yeah so, so it must have been like right two there. months ago or something like that so yeah. it was like three years ago probably two months ago okay well congratulations yeah. there. thank you yeah do you remember your where your first mic was yeah absolutely i remember it because i was fucked up driving there <laughs> okay where was your first mic it was uh redlands california at the royal falconer okay yeah do you remember any of the jokes you said i remember i was talking shit about beyonce and jay-z because around that time uh jay-z was cheating on beyonce with a white woman okay and uh do you remember that incident with like his, uh, beyonce's sister's Solange or uh -huh, was Solange. Solange or something like that was kicking him in the fucking elevator. No. Yeah, there was like like video like TMZ <laughs> came out like she was kicking him like in the elevator and Beyonce was like trying to stop her, but it was because like Jay Z was cheating on her with like a white woman. Okay. So I went on stage and I I talked a little bit about that how like she's like uh like and when you're rich you could get away with anything because mm -hmm. all Beyonce really did was just like write a whole album talking shit about him. Yeah. And that, and I said like that's like the equivalent of like a normal person just going on Facebook and talking shit about her husband or whatever yeah. she didn't. It's like yeah, you didn't do anything about it. You just you still with him, you know. Yeah. So I said I did something like that along those lines. Like that was like the premise of it. And when I got off stage, like this dude came up to me. He's like, hey man, like, you know, I just want to let you know if 
if you're gonna take on Beyonce and Jay Z, like you're gonna, it's gonna be an uphill battle. And I was like, dude, first of all, I don't think Jay Z and Beyonce would even give a fuck if I'm talking about them. You know, like, yeah, I'm not ever, you know, I'm not ever gonna get as big as like where well, they would even care what I got to say. Yeah, and that's probably like the only bit I remember. And I think I, and then another bit was talking about marijuana, how. Uh, marijuana was like changing. It was getting super popular, and you could go to dispensaries and buy them in like glass jars. Yeah. And I and I was talking about how back in my day, like if you wanted to buy weed, you had to like go to a, uh, your friend's older brother, and he had to take you to like a fucking like a park, and then you had to meet some fucking dude, you know, behind the fucking Greyhound bus, <laughs> and then you had to show him your dick just so you he doesn't know you're a cop. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you got like some weed in like a fucking like a uh, Ziploc bag. You there know? you go. So that that's kind of like those were like my first two bits that I remember talking about. And I'm pretty sure some pussy jokes, dick jokes, you know, like the classic. You know, of course. You start off. I think everybody has to start with a good dick joke. Yeah, like that's like you know you talk about what's the most familiar to you, right? Absolutely. You know, so I talked about that, and uh, there was another mic too in Redlands. It was like in the underground, and that one was terrible. It was like some dude just standing <laughs> next to a fucking uh, PA system, and I went up to him and was like, "Hey, is this the mic?" And he's like, "Yeah, you want to go on? You want to go on right now?" And I just remember him doing these fake fucking laughs. Like every time I said a joke, he just went ha 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 ha. And I remember thinking, like, dude, that's the fakest fucking laugh I've ever heard in my life. And you're actually like, it's it's actually worse that you're doing that. I'd rather it be silent than you like <laughs> one dude like next to me going ha 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 ha. That's so weird. It was weird. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? You're making me look even worse than I already am. There's, yeah. I almost kind of wish, because there's a couple people that I know that have really, like, loud laughs, and they almost drive me crazy. I'm like, Stop. Yeah, but this one was, like, super fake. That's weird. Like, hella fake. You could tell, like, it was, like, him trying extensively, you know? I was like, <laughs> dude, shut up. You're fucking, you're fucking everything I got going on right here. Awesome. Um, so, why comedy? Why did I start comedy? Yeah. I just felt like, so, up to a certain point, I thought comedy was just like a, like a certain, like a, like it was clean comedy because I all the comedy I watched was on TV. Yeah. And it was like you know, um, people talking about like pizza and coffee and shit like that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, what changed everything for me was uh, I watched a. Uh, Richard Pryor live on Sunset Boulevard. Oh yeah, and I he was so dirty. Uh -huh. It was like talking about pussy and fucking, and you know, women leaving him and him doing drugs. And I was like, wait a minute, you could talk about shit like this, like, uh -huh. like that's how I talk. And he made me feel like this was possible. And I've always been like a funny kid. Like even in like even growing up, I was always like a like the class clown. Mm -hmm. You know how they labeled kids like the yeah. I was always that. I was always a class clown. I was working on bits before in the in the morning before I went to class, like in seventh grade, fourth oh, that's grade. Funny. I was working. I was like, all right, I'm I'm gonna step in there, and Miss Cone's gonna fucking hear me say this, and I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna fall off my chair. And I was working <laughs> on material before I even knew what material was, because I I I I got this sense of like power, the sense of nirvana when I made like the whole class laugh and. I, I, I shit you not, I, I worked on routines before I even knew what comedy was. And I would work out and I would rehearse before I would go to school. Like, all right, I'm going to say this. And I'm going to talk about doo-doo and pee-pee and caca. <laughs> and I would go in class and, like, boom, I'd just do my lines. And I would get suspended all the time. You, you got in trouble for that? I got 
do you want to know the first time I ever got, this is how fucked I was this I got off to school uh, uh, so wrong man uh, like I got suspended in uh kindergarten Wait, Actually, you no, didn't no, get suspended no. in kindergarten? No, no, no. I didn't get suspended. I got expelled from kindergarten. I had to go to another district. How do you get expelled in <laughs> kindergarten? So check me out. <laughs> this is how I know, like, school wasn't going to be for me. Like, I just got off on the wrong foot at school. Oh, my so, gosh. Uh, forgive me, parents. So I didn't... So I was, like, really little. And uh, I was always... I've always been, like, a curious dude. Like, a curious young lad. And I, I stumbled upon my dad's porno magazine. Oh, no. And I remember just, I couldn't stop looking at it. I just kept turning the pages, kept turning the pages. Uh-huh. And I had to go to school. So I put the magazine in my backpack. <laughs> and I went to fucking kindergarten. And I was in kindergarten. And I was like, teacher, can I go to the bathroom? And she was like, yeah, you know. So she walked me to the bathroom. I, I went in. And I remember just being on... Um, the bathroom floor while, while I closed the stall and I remember just being on the floor just flipping through the pages just oh my flipping, gosh just looking at it like I was just so mesmerized I was like entranced with this and I remember her getting on her stomach looking underneath that little that little fucking uh-huh. uh that little rectangle of a square of an opening and go, and going underneath reaching over opening the door and coming in entirely and just looking at me Takes the magazine, grabs me by the hand, like she hides the magazine in her armpit, and I I don't remember like entirely what happened, but I remember sitting in the office, and just my my dad and my mom arguing all the way home, just arguing, and I had to switch schools. Oh my gosh! So that was like I got expelled in in, in uh, uh, kindergarten. I didn't I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, apparently I was like a danger to like the other children. Like I was like, <laughs> like I was just like some perturbed, like disturbed, some like sexual deviant, like already in kindergarten. I mean, well, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, so it's like, oh my god, because I would so think funny. like a little kid would look at that and be like, ah, I don't know what that is, and just walk away. But I didn't. I was just so like, what is this? What's going on here? And I took it to school. There you go. I don't know if I showed kids, huh? I don't remember that part. Like you know how like you can yeah. like remember some memories are kind of foggy. Yeah. But I remember like what I just told you that like that's what you I remember, remember the big part about. Yeah, it. I just remember just like I didn't get in trouble. They didn't hit me. That I just it kind of was just something that like they didn't want to talk about. But I remember going to a different school and having to make like new friends. Yeah, all got swept under the rug. Yeah. And now we're here. Yeah. Now I'm like talking about it here, like that's fucking, you know, like twenty something years later. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. It was weird. I sold pornography in school too. I was in a uh, high school and I, I sold I sold a lot of pornography. So let me tell you what happened. Okay. I I used to hang out with older people. I was like 15, 16 and I used to hang out with older people. And um one of my older friends, he was like 23ish. Uh-huh. He was getting married, but he was getting married to a very religious girl. She was really Catholic. Okay. Now when they were getting married, my buddy was like, tells his uh, soon-to-be wife, hey, I have all this pornography. And she's like, no, 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 you got to get rid of it, all of it. So what he did was he gave it to me. And that just ended up badly. <laughs> and you don't understand how much pornography this man had. Oh, my god! I had a backpack full of DVDs. And this is when DVDs were like, 
I don't know if you ever bought pornography like in your in your uh, young age, but pornography, the DVDs were like fifty to eighty dollars each DVD, because the because it wasn't on the internet yet. Yeah. It w- it was it wasn't on the internet yet. It was just like a fucking you could watch like a movie like at a fucking like a like a adult video yeah. place and you could rent them out. And those were the only ways that you could get I them. I worked in a video store that had a porn room in, okay. when I was 18. Okay. So I remember getting the people that would rent them all the time. Oh my I God. never had and I think I had to help purchase them, but I never I didn't pay attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send me the price so I was That's 16 so and he he handed me his whole collection. Oh my gosh. It, I, I'm not I'm not shitting you. It was over 50 DVDs. Oh my gosh. Pornography. And I had I, there was so much pornography I couldn't watch it all I couldn't digest all of it and I had to stop I was like twenty DVDs into it I was like dude this is too much porn I can't fucking I I just can't do it anymore so what I did was uh, I started taking like ten twelve fifteen of them every day and and I would walk around during lunch and I'm like hey I, I got pornography I got porn on sale and they're like what. And I would just look at like like those nerdy dudes that kind of like hung out by themselves, and I just go up to them, and I'll do like a sales pitch, and I'll be like, "Hey, I got pornography. Do like mm-hmm. big white asses, volume two. I got Asian titties, you know, <laughs> from remember, Hong Kong, volume six. I remember the ones that small sold dicks. the most was that was rented the most when I worked in the video store was Dirty Debutantes. Ah, okay. That's that's a name that has stayed yeah, in my, hair, my yeah, head dirty, dirty 20 years later. God, dirty yeah. debutantes and barely legals. Oh, those, those, those were really popular. Those were really popular. Barely legal. Like young, um, there's something about fresh young pussy that everybody goes wild there for. There you go. That's what you it know is. What I mean? But I remember those two. I remember one of my friend's dads came out of the porn room. Didn't oh, see my me, God. Didn't see me. Already got to the counter before he realized that I was going to be the one he had to check out from. Oh, and he no. looked at me and he's like, uh, and he was renting gay porn. Oh shit! So and what I'm a like sitting there, like I have family dinners with your wife. Damn, all the time. <laughs> Holy like, shit! And I was like, so that was my introduction to porn. Oh wow! It was a Did weird. Did you home. ever tell her? No, friend. Yeah, good move. I pounded yeah. on that. Yeah, one. no. I you didn't want to. Like, you don't uh, want to be responsible for fucking breaking up a nope. family. I didn't want it. I didn't want. I ever told the mom. I never yeah. told my friend. I never uh, made eye contact with her husband again. Like it was a whole process. I I I, I went through something very similar oh really to this but like in the in the sense of breaking up a family oh so, no um but i say that i think okay. i didn't do anything so what happened was uh oh fuck who could hear this that might know it's them because <laughs> i'm so okay I get it. <laughs> yeah um so let's just say uh spouses were cheating on each other right mm-hmm. and, and one spouse came up to me and said hey i'm gonna be straight up with you i need a gun and I was like, and he knew I was from the streets. I knew like yeah. I was like a street kid or whatever. And I was like, why? And he's like, because my partner's doing this to me, and uh, I want to get rid of the person <gasps> that this is going on with. And I could get a gun, you know. Yeah. I know where to get a gun. He knew I know where to get a gun. Yeah. But I said no. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I can't. Yeah, I don't know where. To, I didn't. I, I didn't say sorry. I can't. I just said, nah. I don't know where. Yeah. But I made, and he was gonna give me a large sum of money. Yeah. To get him this gun. But like, he made he was the gonna right pay choice. like he was gonna pay like five times what the gun was worth. Oh my god. Because he didn't know where to get one, a dirty yeah. one. You know, one that he could just like toss away. But I knew. You know what I mean? And I said no. 
That's so good. I felt like I, and then now that family's together and they're fucking, they're doing they're great. Thriving. Yeah, it was just a See? little bump in the fucking, you know what I'm saying? She was just banging the fucking, you know, the neighbor, you know what I'm saying? Like, who doesn't bang a neighbor every once in a while, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you need to like switch it up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, well, yeah, I helped, so, you helped, hey, we're, see, we're, we're helping doing the, the right world. Thing. Yeah. We're making choices one day at a time. Yeah. So, I was 16 mm-hmm. and I was selling pornography. Yeah. I'm talking about stupid, ridiculous amount of pornography. That's so funny. And I got rid of all of it. And now I was known as a kid that had pornography. So you were known as the dirty kid. I was known as that, <laughs> Since like, kindergarten. Dude, right? Like, that's <laughs> been a fucking theme my whole life. That's funny. You know so what I mean? If you're looking for porn, uh, yeah, go to hit me up. So I, I had repeat customers. <laughs> I shit you not. And I fucking made it. So you got to think about it. 50-something uh, DVD uh, yeah. for for 10 bucks, 5 bucks. I the I sold I sold the the like the weird ones. I, okay, I don't want to say weird cuz I don't want to like We're fucking, not fetish shaming. Yeah, right. Exactly. There you go. That's like <laughs> but I sold the ones that weren't as popular. Can mm-hmm. I say that? As popular? There you go. For 5 bucks. They were not like, mainstream. Right. Like, you know, people's you know, not their taste, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, so those were like the the pregnant women pornos. See, that's one I don't get. Yeah. So those like some guy bought it though. Like, no, they will. Like they bought it, but there's it was a like... strip club for strippers that are just had a baby, and part of their strip show is lactating on. Oh the audience. my god! Yeah, so no, there's there's a lot of. Jeez. That's a thing. What's going on up in there? Dude, I can, don't know, but you could the... you but would you would you drink a glass of breast milk? Because I wouldn't. I mean, if if I if okay, my bones were weak, you know. I what t- I, mean? I tested my own just because I was curious, uh-huh. and then I would never do that again. I tested my own pee. Wait, what? I tested my own pee. <laughs> Why? Because I. Thought I had diabetes. Okay. And I asked my friend who's a doctor. Uh-huh. Uh, shout out to Eric. He's a doctor. Um Hello, And, and uh, I was like, hey, man, I might have diabetes. I have all these things going on. And he's like, well, how, how, how do they test if you have it? He's like, well, back in the day, they did this and that. And they tested your pee. And if your pee tasted sweet, that means you had diabetes. So I fucking drank my own pee to um, see if it was sweet. And it wasn't sweet. But turns out I'm pre-diabetic, though. So I'm almost okay. there. So I've tasted my own fluids, too. There we go. That was a turn I wasn't expecting to happen today, but I'm not surprised <laughs> now that it did. Yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 I've always been a, I've always been a hustler, if you will. Like I, I, I'm responsible for the class of 2008. I'm responsible for like half of their graduation, half of that graduation okay, class. How? I was a TA for a political uh, science. Uh, I was the, the the TA for that class, political okay. science. And uh, a lot of those kids uh, weren't passing or didn't show up or Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, like, didn't turn in their work. And they bought A's off of me. And I was, because I did all the computer stuff. I did every single, like, he just, like, he was like, yeah, just do, you know, grade the, grade the fucking test, grade the homeworks, grade the classworks, and then just put them in the computer. And it was like a a Excel, right? Like Uh a spreadsheet. And uh, it started off one day with, like, this one kid he's like hey man i really need to pass this class i failed it twice <laughs> and if i don't pass it i won't graduate and like oh my, my parents are mad at me and they bought me a car so i need to pass what what can i do and i was like 
give me 20 bucks i'll give you an a on this test and it just became one thing he told other people and then like now it was like passing everybody and everybody Secret everybody hustling. passed everybody's like woo! we all graduated because like everybody like a's and shit That's for so like funny. 20 bucks so i did some good out there as bad as as bad as i was for putting that much pornography in the streets i also you know responded <laughs> you also got some people some their diplomas exactly like you know maybe those guys became doctors and they remember me remember me guys fucking joe beltran Sam Rodino, class of 08, you graduated because of me. Helped you get off and yeah. helped you graduate. So exactly. That's, there hey, you there you go. There's um, your claim to fame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so right before we started recording, you were telling me about a bomb. Now I'm curious, what's the worst bomb you've ever had? Oh, man. That you can remember. That I can remember. I One that has always stuck in my mind was, uh, it's been like two. Okay. Uh, One time it was in Pomona at... Paul Antonio, shout out to Paul Antonio, uh, doing big things in Pomona. Absolutely. Um, he we used to run this mic with uh, what that what's that guy's name? He used to do comedy. I don't know if he still do comedy. He actually he does a, a podcast with your partner in uh, the Reckless Nerd. Oh, so okay, so I do the podcast with Frank Martinez, and he does one with Pablo. Uh, Pablo. Okay, so he he ran up. They Paul ran Antonio a mic. used to run a mic yeah, with was, Pablo Sanchez, right? Yeah, Pablo Sanchez. And it was at PBW. Yes. And I remember talking to Ezekiel Echeverria. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, man, have you ever uh, have you ever tried smoking weed on stage? Maybe it'll oh, open no. up your mind. And I'm not a fucking weed smoker by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> if anything, I think I'm allergic to it. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, no. Yeah. Because, like, it just fucking freaks me out. And I was like... He's like, yeah, man, it'll make you a greater comedian. Dave Chappelle smokes weed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all these other comedians smoke weed. Maybe you should try it. Yeah. So I was like, hey, fuck it, man. I'll try it. And I was really young into my, you know, uh, in, into doing comedy. So I, I take a few hits. I'm really fucking high. Because these guys smoke, like, a lot. top shelf yeah. marijuana. <laughs> and, like, I don't smoke marijuana at all. You know, I'm used to the marijuana that has, like, seeds and stems in it. And you have to take it out and then smoke <laughs> uh, that soccer shit. Soccer mom grade. Yeah, like that fucking weird shit. Like when you smoke it, like and you didn't take out a twig, it would pop. Like pop, yeah. Pop. <laughs> so I would like smoke. I used to smoke that shit, you know. And then now I'm smoking this shit that's like purple and it glows in the dark. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And 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 it fucking it, it just sent me to like another dimension. And and they I remember them calling my names like. All right, make it very loud for your next comedian, Joe Beltran. And I remember just thinking, oh, God. <laughs> and I just remember going, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I just remember walking to the stage, and I felt like it, I felt like I was, like, underwater walking oh, to the stage. And I get on stage, and I'm saying my jokes, but I, I know them from memory, but my timing was completely off. <laughs> uh, my stage presence was, like, I don't even remember what the fuck was going on oh and that God. was five minutes of that and five minutes being high felt like an eternity yeah it does and i was just like, <laughs> and then i remember like the the music went on because i guess i ran the light uh-huh. and i was like all right that's it for joe uh, for uh, joe beltran and i was just thinking like did i say anything up here <laughs> and i got off stage and then uh paul Mizerlian comes up to me and he's like hey what the fuck was that you bombed pretty bad and i was like <laughs> I'm really high and like I just sat down and like I started eating pizza and so I remember that that was like a like a terrible bomb and then I bombed really bad 
and I still do bomb here because this is like a really hard room for me. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure for other comics, they're like cool there. Uh, they do well there. But for me, uh, I, I bomb really bad at the Chatterbox and Covina. Okay. And like that's one of those places where it's like, uh, you know, you got you gotta you gotta come with it there. You yeah. Gotta, you you gotta have some, some some hitters. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not an easy place to kill. True. And I remember being fairly young doing comedy and going there, and I remember trying it and doing it. I think it was like my second or third time there. And I just got so nervous having these like really, really good comedians. Cause the Chatterbox has like super killer comics yeah. in there. And they're there it's like a it's like a mix from LA O C and like a little bit from the Yeah, LA. it catches everybody. Yeah, and it's like these guys are fucking really good. And I'm up there and I rem- I just remember looking into the audience and thinking like, Wow, all these guys are looking at me right now. And I just completely blanked on everything. Yeah. And I got off stage and then uh the host, uh I forgot I forget his name. He owns the place, but he's like Okay. That was terrible, right, guys? And I was just thinking, like, oh fuck. Yeah. So I, those are the two bombs that, that have out. stayed in. But you keep coming back. Yeah, actually, I bombed last night, bad. Yeah, you were telling me. Yeah, this is I, one that started it. I bombed last night at this place called uh, the Sugar Shack. Shout out to the Sugar Shack. That place is really dope. It's an all black crowd, mm-hmm. and uh, it's in LA. Really dope. Uh, they have open mics there every Tuesday start at nine and it okay. ends to like midnight or something and oh, the wow. winner the whoever had the best set of the night gets 50 bucks cash oh. so if you guys are interested in like really like you know making some money a Guess little bit of I'm going next Tuesday. yeah a little bit of cash <laughs> and uh working out like a for me it was like a tough room mm-hmm. and other comics said the same thing so i know i wasn't alone but other comics were like yeah it's a tough room and um i i said the jokes that I know have done well in a lot of places. Yeah. And they were like, okay, there. Okay. And I was like, fuck this. It was such a, and it, it sucked because it was like an hour 20 drive from where I live. Yeah. And I had to like drive back home and fester in that bomb. Oh, I hate that. And what made it worse was that there was construction on the freeway. So it was an <laughs> extra 45 minutes of me just festering. Just sitting so, in it. Yeah. So it was like two hours of me sitting in my own fucking bomb. And I was thinking like, where did I go wrong? You know what I mean? And it was it was bad. But then I, I later on the night when I got home I texted a few people and was like, Hey, how'd you guys how'd you do? And they're like, Yeah, dude, it was it was rough. And then it just I was like, Yeah, me too, dude. I cried. I actually went before I got on the freeway, I went to Carl's Jr. and bought a fucking shake. Mm-hmm. And I just like was sucking on this shake all the way home crying. <laughs> and they were like, No, he didn't do that bad. He got a couple laps here and there, like it's more than like some of us got. So I felt good knowing that I didn't completely eat dick on stage. Yeah. But it felt bad because like I've been doing comedy for three years. Like I should be able to like maneuver through these type of crowds. Yeah. Or any crowd, but I didn't and it felt fucking terrible. And uh I, I I'm gonna go back next Tuesday with different jokes, see if I there do better. Because well, I gotta get back up. I got I can't let them I can't be defeated that way. You, you can't know? let that be the last time they see you. Yeah, it's I like, get it. Just do like so so. I'm like, nah, I want I want to be able to kill there. Absolutely. So you sent me a couple jokes, and I want to go through them really quick. Okay. So the first one you sent, um, and they're all from the Ontario Improv, which is definitely probably our home club yeah. for a lot of us out here. Yeah. Like, I love that place. Um, the first one is your joke about seeing somebody e- using their EBT card to cut coke. Like I was at a fucking bar in San Bernardino recently, and I saw the most ghetto fabulous shit, man. I saw this lady breaking up. 
Yeah. So where did you get that from? I was uh, I was doing an open mic at a at a the Marquis in San Bernardino. Yep. And <laughs> there was this uh, there was these like really ghetto women. I'm not gonna say you know ethnicity or whatever. Okay. And they pulled out like an EBT card, and they were trying to be funny and pay with it. Uh huh. But they started making the the I don't I don't know if you have don't have you don't never... have to answer it but like there's a there's a when you when you hit the side of the like if you stand up your card and hit it on the table like yeah. if you're making a tapping noise everybody knows what that means because mm-hmm. everybody cuts up coke with with like debit cards and things like that okay so I I I just imagine her like cutting up her cocaine with her EBT card and that's mm-hmm. so fucking like. Is is that like an oxymoron? You know, pretty much. I think. So yeah, I thought it was like a funny thing that they were doing, and I was just like, "That's funny." And I just said it one night, and it fucking killed. Well, and I love that your progression, where you talk about the weed and the wick and the getting high on two gallons. Yeah, it's such a funny thought, and just the imagery is so good. Oh, I appreciate you saying those things. I, of course. Um, the next joke is you talk about somebody nicknamed Shivers. <laughs> cities like San Bernardino, man, you meet some real odd individuals. Like, I met this chola with a really funny name. Her name was Shivers. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, how did you get that name Shivers? She's like, oh, it's because when I was a little girl, I almost died from hypothermia. Yeah, yeah. Did you actually meet somebody named Shivers? I, I, I did. I did meet a girl <laughs> named Shivers. I did meet it, but I didn't ask her how she got the name. She just okay. told me her name was Shivers, and I put the other parts into it, like, okay. oh, it's because she got like, you know, when she was young, she almost died of hypothermia. Mm-hmm. But it was funny, and then I talked about how, like, you know, dude, it'd be funny if I was from her gang, and like, you know, the they named me after the worst shit that's ever happened to me you know like uh-huh. diabetes you know so that yeah. my street name would be diabetes so but yeah i did i did really meet a, a girl named shivers so, <laughs> was, so she was wearing a sweater too isn't that fucking weird that's <laughs> she was wearing a sweater and it's like my name's shivers and i was like okay um the last joke is i think probably one of my favorite jokes of yours just because the way you deliver it it's your all night sex oh my god but i am trying to lose weight man i'm trying to beat diabetes i'm trying to lose this weight man but i don't want to lose weight for like the health reasons actually i just want to be able to fuck longer you know what i'm saying like you can't be too macho and shit when you can't last long 
some exotic stuff. And I'm like, ooh, girl, watch when I get home. And she's like, when you get home from comedy, you better beat this pussy up on me. And I was like, oh, God, all night. <laughs> that's the goal man the goal is to have sex all night but you know i'm getting older i you know i'm, I'm starting to get arthritis in both my hips <laughs> and uh it's like uh when you're when you've been with someone for such a long time you got nothing to prove you know what i mean you know who i am you know what i bring to the table you know you, you know my finisher you know what i'm saying like you know my closer you know my opener like <laughs> There's nothing to prove now, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if you if you met a like a like a young woman and you have like, you know, you you guys are about to uh, start that journey, that sexual journey, you got a lot to prove, you know? What yeah. I mean? You got to be, you know, you got to bring your A game because you want to be invited back into the you know arena. Absolutely. So fucking all night, yeah, that's a that, that, at first, you know. But when you're with a person and 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 you've had years with them, like. Nah, you don't have to do all that, man. Like, <laughs> like you guys got a cat together now, you know what I'm Which saying? Which your cat is adorable. Yeah, he's, I know where he he's went. So it's like, you're not going to fucking leave me because I, I don't fuck long enough. You know what I mean? It's like, you, know, <laughs> just, you just pull out your cell phone, you, you hold it up while she masturbates and, you know, you an assist, if you will. And you have the porn to back it up. So yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Too much fucking porn. <laughs> um, If you were going to, well, or sorry. Going back to when you first started, what's the advice you wish you were given? As a comedian? Like, As a comedian. Uh, like, to myself or someone new? What is the advice somebody wish, wish, or you wish somebody gave you when you first started? Just, just be yourself and don't be afraid to fail because you have so much time okay. to make up for it. Like, uh, I remember being young in the comedy game and thinking like, oh man i can't say that like but in all honesty who gives a fuck yeah who gives a fuck say what you want to say mm -hmm. say what you want to say express yourself in the way that you want to express yourself and if it works it works if it doesn't then you just fucking write new shit but grow grow because you grow as a comedian with time you grow as a person with time and if, if you don't feel like you're saying like the jokes that are true to you like you're just gonna be saying uh things that you don't really believe in 
Absolutely. know what I'm saying? And when you when you when you're passionate about a joke or you're passionate about like a certain premise or something like that, mm-hmm. I think that shows. Cause you go up there and you fucking hit it and i believe in energy and so when you fucking let that energy out people know like hey this guy's really about what he's saying and when it hits it's like 10 times better but when you're up there just saying shit because you're trying to play it safe oh yeah like or or you you say it just because it might sound funny or whatever like people i feel like people know that that you're just saying that you know what i mean Absolutely. like have you ever seen a comedian that tries to act ghetto or tries to act and, and he's like yeah. what up yo this and that i'm like that's not you what mm-hmm. are you doing people can feel that yeah so i would i would tell myself like hey man don't be don't be scared to say some jokes like don't be scared to fail because you're it's inevitable you're gonna fail you're you're gonna eat shit a lot i ate yeah i ate shit last night and i've been doing comedy for three years yeah you know what i mean don't be scared get back on that fucking horse and like do it again of course don't be so hard on yourself love yourself (laughs) that's why we need more of that (laughs) yeah call me um I have one more joke because they can probably hear the music going on for the mic, which is fine, but we need to go to that mic in a minute. So yeah, the mic's going to start like in fucking... In 20. Yeah, 20 minutes. So, but we're going to have one more joke and... Or one more joke. One more question. Yeah. That question is, um, what is your end game in comedy? Where do you want to see this take you? I... It's it's I, I I've thought about this before, so I have like two, two answers for that. Okay, let me like see both. My ultimate goal in comedy... My... My ultimate goal in comedy is to be the first male to do. Uh, my ultimate goal in comedy <laughs> is to be the first male. It's repeat. It's fine. Okay. It's cool. <laughs> my my ultimate goal in comedy is to do be the first male to do a set on the moon. Okay. To do shoot a special on the moon. Okay. Not the first person. I want a female to go up first. You know, because okay. I'm a gentleman that way. Okay. There you go. But I want to be the first male to shoot a special on the moon. All right, so Elon Musk, if you're listening. Yes, please. SpaceX, hit me up, dog. There you go. <laughs> my, my, you know where my Twitter's at. And, um, but ultimately, like, my realistic goal in comedy is to just be able to sustain myself in life. Okay. To be my own boss. I'm sure, like, I, I will have to talk to bookers and, and uh, venues and things like that to do comedy there. And, like, I would probably have to get an agent eventually, like, if the shit all goes well. But just not waking up every day at four in the morning putting my steel toe boots on and having fucking someone write me up because i took a long shit you know what i mean <laughs> like i just want to be able to sustain myself my family which is like my partner and you know i don't want to be really rich i don't want to be too rich i just want it i just want it to be right where like it doesn't change me mm-hmm. but i'm still comfortable and i'm still able to provide for my family and be my own boss. I've always wanted to be my own boss. I think that's why I always like been a little hustler, sold porn, fucking sold grades. Yeah. You know, it's it's just like the freedom to know that you can go and come as you please, and that's what I want. Whether if I have to do a podcast and comedy, if I have to do uh, you know things like that, then I'm fine with that. But I just want to be in control of my own life. Got it. That's my ultimate goal. My realistic goal. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much, and I'm stoked to go do this mic. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me on. This is one of the podcasts that I always had my eye on. I was like, fuck, I want to be on this podcast. I hope she hits me up one day. And uh, it was a long time coming. I appreciate the time. Uh, this was this was cool, man. It came down to my house. About to do this mic. Yeah. What day is today? Today is October the 2nd? 7th. 7th. Fuck, I don't even know damn. So it's the 7th? 2020 it's been a fucking weird year where it's been a fucking 
roller coaster, but we're here. We're gonna have a good night tonight. I gotta go host this fucking show. I'm not even changed. I know. In my shit. You gotta go put clothes on. I'm not naked. Not naked. But not the best clothes that I have that okay. I own. But we're gonna go to this mic and we're gonna we're gonna kill it. We're yeah. Gonna, yeah. We're yeah. doing that. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you guys, you. Uh, you guys can find me at uh, on Instagram at uh, Joe Beltran X. Mm-hmm. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Beltran X. You can find me on Facebook at Joe Beltran, and you can find me on Pornhub at Joe Beltran XXX. There you go. Now it's all covered. Thank you so much. I appreciate the time. Of course. Bye, guys. Thanks so much for joining this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed having the conversation with Joe Beltran. Make sure you follow him if you live in the Inland Empire or at least driving distance too on Wednesday nights. He hosts his Don't Fuck Up the Property Mike. So much fun, great practice. So thankful for him bringing comedy back in little ways. Also want to make sure to say thank you to Days of Profit for providing the music. His beats were provided by Curtis King. I'm Stephanie Michelle. This has been Finding the Funny, and I hope you enjoy. I told my mama on the phone, it ain't no check to check. No more Honda Civics, baby, time to whip that back. Lyrics, beats, and the hooks, I'm a triple threat. Glow up on my Jesus piece, now I'm living blessed. Looney Ben, BYU, you know we down the ride. Try to kill me with this mic, suicide. Since I got on man, all I hear is fucking lies. More money, more problems, fucking certified. Doja Cat, throw it back, David blowing back, blowing up on Super Saiyan, but I'm fucking holding back. Never stop until I put my fucking city on the map. 3 a.m. on Ocean Air, put the pedal to the max. I would work out and I would rehearse before I would go to school. Like, all right, I'm going to say this and I'm going to talk about doo-doo and pee-pee and caca. <laughs> and I would go in class and like, boom, I'd just do my lines and I would get suspended all the time.